This is New Life Christian Fellowship's weekly message podcast. You can find us online at newlifepetaluma.org. And now, this week's message. Well, hello, New Life family and friends. Man, here we are, still in shelter in place and figuring out how to have a digital gathering and be church beyond just teaching, but even throughout the week together as we stay connected, even as we're separated. So, Today we're actually wrapping up the series that we started uh, long before we knew any of this was going to be in place and wrapping up our series Opportunity is Knocking, taking a look at these doors that God leads us into, these doors that Jesus has for us and how do we know which doors to choose and which doors to walk through. And so today I hope you get to hear some neat things and learn some things on your journey of what life can be like. And um, you know, as we're starting, I just, here's a very simple question. How are you doing? I hope you're doing well. I hope it's going okay for you. I find I'm having good days and I'm having bad days and I'm having good moments and I'm having bad moments. Um, Yet here we are uh, and we're going to make it. You're going to make it because God's good and God's got us and it's going to be okay as we walk together through this time. So I just hope you're doing well. But I actually have another question I want to ask you. And here's my other question. Who are you becoming? Who are you becoming right now in all of this as we're going through this time? You know, especially as things begin to change and suddenly schools were shutting down. And I think some of us who have kids at home were like, hey, this is my chance to finally do this right, to make sure I'm teaching my kids. And maybe you thought you were going to be a great teacher and you got three minutes into it and you realized this is really hard. Like this is this is the reality doesn't match up with what I thought it was going to be. I have such a respect for teachers. So every teacher who's still teaching, trying to figure it out digitally right now, thank you. You have been underappreciated. We love you. But this is an important question to be asking. Who am I becoming? Because who you are matters. I I think it actually matters just as much, perhaps even more than what doors, what opportunities in life you actually choose. Who you're becoming is far more important. Here's a provocative thought I have for you. This comes from uh, John Orberg in his book, All the Places You'll Go. Listen to what he says. Listen to this. He says, It's better to go through the wrong door with your best self than the best door with your wrong self. That's a wild idea. That's interesting. It, 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 when I first read that, it, it caused me to have to step back and think, okay, like, as I think about my life and the things I'm chasing after, what's really more important? That, that I make every perfect decision or that I'm becoming the person God wants me to be in every decision? So let's touch back on what we've been focusing on in the series that we've been walking through together. And, and let's take a look at the, these, these words that Jesus said in the very last book of our Bible we have called Revelation that, that have been the frame upon which we built this whole conversation we've been having over these several weeks. And, and here's what Jesus says in Revelation 3.8. He says to these first Christians in this one church, he says, I, I know all the things you do and I have opened a door for you that no one can close. And you have little strength, yet you obeyed my word and did not deny me. I think what we see here are some important things. One, Jesus is the one who opens the door. Like We we never have to force anything open in our journey. There's no battering rams needed in the journey with Jesus. But when we walk with him and, and we trust him with our lives, 
We can trust that he's the one who will always open up the doors of opportunity. And catch what he says here. Who does he open those doors for? For us. And Jesus opens these doors because he wants us to step through them. He wants us to step into all that he has for us as we go through life walking with him. And I love that because what that means is that Jesus has a life for you. There's opportunities that are waiting for you. And, and, it's, and it's not about how you're feeling in any given moment. I love what Jesus says here. It's not about how strong you feel. Like, like your strength doesn't determine your ability to go through the door. It's holding on to him. It's trusting him as you walk with him. And, and he leads you every step of the way as you go through life. And seeing going through that door, going through those opportunities, we've, we've looked at this. It's, it's not just about you, even though it's totally for you. It's actually about what you're going to do as you go through that door. What you will do and, and the opportunity he's leading you into to be there for other people. That, that he wants to bless you so you can bless other people. And I think that's an important thing we need to hold on to as we're wrestling and going through doors. Listen to something that one of the early Christian leaders a guy named Paul writes about this. Paul, Paul, who had experienced a life-changing truth, and, and he wanted to share it with everyone. He, he wrote this to some of the first Christians in one of his letters. In Ephesians 2, Paul says this. He says, hey, God saved you by his grace when you believed. That, that God rescued you and me through Jesus because he chose to do something good for us. We, we didn't have to earn it or perform for it. God said, I see you as you are in all of your mess. I love you. And I'm going to do something to bring you back to this life you were created for. And so it's, it's by his grace that we're saved when we've believed in Jesus. And Paul says, you can't take credit for this. It's a gift from God. And so this thing called salvation, it's not a reward for the good things we've done. So none of us can boast about it. It's not like I can say, look how awesome I am. God saved me. It's like, no, I was a mess and God loved me. And he's saving me through Jesus. And Why? Because of this, look at what Paul says. For we are God's masterpiece. And he has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. And see, I love this because what this means is that he's not just the door opener. He's not just the way maker. He's the you maker. Which means that one of the goals of any open door, whenever we're going through a door, one of the goals is, is our growth. It's, it's you and I growing into a bigger life as we grow deeper in our faith because of the choices we're making and, and who we're becoming as we go through those doors. And see, I think we need to remember this. We need to remember that one of the goals of an open door is our growth because contrary to popular thinking, an open door is no guarantee of smooth sailing. See, because I, I think here's how we sometimes think this, the sequence of growth and opportunities will work in our life. We think that, that Jesus will show up and here's this new opportunity for you and, and we'll look at it and consider it and, and there'll be this feeling of peace that we have about it and, and it's just all namaste and it all feels so good. So, so we'll take this courageous step into this new opportunity and then it's smooth sailing. I've yet to find that door. <laughs> I don't know about you, but if that's what we think going through the opportunities that Jesus puts in front of us is going to be like, 
then we're going to get spun when things go sideways. And they're going to go sideways. And Jesus didn't hide this from us. Jesus said flat out, hey, in this world, you're going to have trouble. But take heart. I've overcome the world. You're with me now. So you're on the winning side. But you're going to have to face the challenges of life. And so I, I think going through new opportunities. I think the sequence of that is more like this. So, so a new opportunity is presented to us and there's a whole lot of fear and trembling because I don't know if I want to do that or, or it's, I don't know if I can do that. And, and then we go through the stages of avoidance and denial. Like, I don't want to hear what you have to say or what you're trying to do in my life. And, and yet we wonder about it, even as we sometimes get lost wondering in the midst of waiting before we go through that door. And yet some point in our, in our moment, we take this courageous step thinking it's going to be awesome. And then it's just followed by sheer terror because there's an unexpected challenge or challenges that show up in our life. And then suddenly we're spinning and we get angry with God. And yet the journey is not over because God meets us even as we're spinning with his grace and his mercy for us. And, and in that space where God meets us and, and says, I still have something good for you. Don't give up. Don't quit. We, we gain new insights in ourself and in the journey we're on. And, and so we take another step excited to say, like, maybe this one will lead us into that, that moment we're waiting for. And yet there's just more fear on the other side of that. And oftentimes, at least for me, there's, there's fetal position crying involved as I'm walking through the doors and opportunities. And yet again, God still meets us with his grace and his mercy. And, and we discover that there's new strength in us. And, and so we take another step. And of course, there's another challenge. And yet there's more grace and mercy. And somewhere in that whole process, we begin to discover a new us. There's a new you being made. I think that's what it's like, more, more so than smooth sailing. Because an open door, it's not a guarantee of smooth sailing. But if we look to God to go with us, it is a guarantee of our growth. And so let's talk. Let's talk about some things that I, I think we need to hold on to, some things that we need to remember as we go through open doors in our lives. We need to hold on to these things so, so we don't actually stop too soon or give up too early so that we don't miss out on the growth that Jesus wants to produce in us as we go through these doors. And so here's some, here's some things that I think we all need to hold on to if we're going to do this well and, and experience this growth. And the first thing is this, when you go through an open door, you need to commit. Like, like don't second guess. You, you, know, you know what that is? Have you ever experienced that? It's like that moment when you've just made a decision, like you've just executed it, and then immediately you begin to doubt whether or not it was the right decision. Like, I don't know, maybe you bought that car and you were so excited and, and yet the minute you drive off the lot, you see a better model driving down the road and you're like, ooh, maybe I should have gotten that one. Or, or you've changed careers because you're excited about this new opportunity and the possibility of what this could do and, and yet you wonder if it's the right decision because it's harder than you thought it was going to be. Or I don't know, maybe you said yes to a new opportunity. So you sold your home and, and you said goodbye to some of your closest friends and you left behind all the blood, sweat and tears that you invested for over six and a half years and you gave up some significant financial investments only to step through that open door with eyes bright and hopes high and then get hit with a global pandemic. <laughs> That's my story. That's our family's story right now. But, but do you know that feeling? I mean, it's that feeling of what if? What if I had chosen a different door? Like, what, what if I had chosen to stay instead of go? Or what if I had chosen a different career than the one I've chosen? What if I've chosen a different spouse? 
What if I chose a different life? Man, we can what if ourselves crazy. We can what if, what if ourselves into regrets and anxiety and depression and resentment and bitterness. And let me tell you, what if? What if is a losing game? Again, I love how John Oper captures this idea in his book, All the Places to Go. He says this, he goes, if you stew over what might have been, I rob myself of energy and spirit to see all the small doors God sets before me each day. I rob myself of precisely the spiritual assets I need to find life with God right here, right now. And so when you choose to go through an open door, commit and don't second guess. Man, when you, when you look at some of the stories we see in the, the stories in the scriptures that are given to us, like, like you see this second guessing all the time with the ancient Israelites. And one of the times you see this most prevalent is when they've left Egypt. They've been set free from the bondage of slavery they'd been in for generations. And, and you see this incredible story take place in Exodus 14. I'd encourage you to just get a Bible and read it on your own. You'll see this story take place. But here they are. They're, they're walking out of Egypt, set free for the first time. And suddenly now Pharaoh comes chasing after them. And they realize that Pharaoh's coming to kill them. And they're freaking out. And so they cry foul. And they say things like this, like to God and to Moses, their leader. They say this, why did you bring us out here to die in the wilderness? Weren't there enough graves for us in Egypt? What have you done? Why did you do this to us? Why did you make us leave Egypt? And I think if you're Moses, because you were slaves and we're going into freedom. But they're not seeing the benefit of this door that they walked through in this moment. They sound like teenagers who, who don't get their way. But do you know how that story goes? Do you know what happens next? I mean, they got to see God show up big time and rescue them. They got to walk through the Red Sea on dry land. And see, there's something incredible on the other side of commitment. And it's called breakthrough. It's God's rescue, God's strength, God's power breaking through and leading you into his best for you. So forget about what might have been. Forget about door B or C or D. And watch what God will do in your life as you commit and stay faithful to the door you have gone through. And see, an open door, it's, it's not a guarantee of smooth sailing. But if we commit to it, it is a guarantee of our growth. Because you don't simply go through an open door. You grow through it as you go through it. And here's something else to remember as you go through an open door. You've got to learn to calibrate your emotions. See, I think it's totally normal. In fact, we should expect that when we go through an open door and step into a new moment, we're going to have all sorts of emotions. There's going to be highs and lows as we go through it. There's going to be excitement and disappointment, happiness and sadness, joy and fear, hope and despair. And yet here's the thing about our emotions. How you feel is real. But don't let how you feel determine who you're going to be and what you're going to do. I mean, parents, you get this with your kids all the time. And we see our children just make such short-sighted decisions based on how they're feeling in the moment. 
Like when we used to live in Southern California, we'd jump in the car to take the girls to Disneyland. It was like an hour drive. Five minutes into the car ride, they're crying. Like, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. And I'm like, are you kidding? Like, we're going to the happiest place on earth. Suck it up. And yet as parents and as adults, we forget this all the time for ourselves, don't we? And so I think we have to learn to calibrate our emotions, not deny them, but be aware of them and, and not let them determine what we're going to be, whether that's the low emotions or even the high emotions. Because sometimes we make bad choices or we do stupid things because of a good feeling too, instead of saying, how does this weigh with wisdom and all the things that Ron was talking about last week? See, listen, it's good to have passion. I mean, we love being caught up in passion, but don't let passion have you or you will be ruled by it. You'll be ruled by both your highs and your lows. And never make the mistake of thinking that you actually need to have passion or deep feeling in order to choose to make a choice, choose to act or move forward. And so we've got to learn to calibrate our emotions as we're going through these open doors. And here, here's another important thing to do as you go through an open door. Something else you've got to learn to do is to contextualize your life. Here's what I mean by that. That means to live in context with other people. People who can help you as you navigate the doors you're walking through. And so whatever that door is, maybe that door is called marriage. Well, who's helping the two of you as you figure out life together? Because that's a learning curve. And maybe you had to walk through a door called divorce. And it's not a door you would have ever chosen for your story, but the circumstances of life have brought you to this place. So who's holding you up as you're learning to stand alone in this new place? And maybe you're still walking through the doorway called parenthood. I mean, who's someone you can lean on and learn from? Because that's not an easy door to walk through. And it's long, 18 years or so. <laughs> But maybe the door is called graduation or dating or new job or new ministry or new opportunity. So who are you walking with so you don't have to figure it all out by yourself? I love what it says in Proverbs 13.20, some of the, the wisdom literature given to us in the scripture. It says this, become wise by walking with the wise. Hang out with fools and watch your life fall to pieces. You see, this is one of the reasons why we place such a strong emphasis on doing life together with other people through our small groups, by being in a community group. Because those groups, that's where we connect and, and lean in and, and learn together and help each other grow as we go through life together. And I know we're in a weird season where we're all sheltering in place right now, but there's no reason why we still can't get together through the technologies that we have. In fact, we're doing small group signups right now. And listen, if you're wanting to get connected into this community called New Life and meet some people, don't let the limitations of being at home stop you. Sign up and we'll help you figure out how to get connected online so you can begin to meet people and start the relationships that you're going to have when shelter in place is over. And so I really want to encourage you, get plugged into a group right now. And if you've got questions, let us know, reach out and we'll help you. But whatever doors you go through, don't forget this. Don't forget that you are God's masterpiece, his beautiful work in progress. 
Like we saw Paul saying just earlier, just a few minutes ago, we are God's masterpiece, created brand new in Jesus. When we step into that new life with Jesus, God begins to remake us into the people we were created to be so that we can take part in the good things He has for us to do in this world. And so one of the goals of any open door is growth. It's growing into a bigger life as you grow deeper in your faith. And so who you are becoming is just as important as the doors you're choosing to walk through. And I think whenever Jesus opens a door for us, I mean, I think he's just waiting with great expectation, waiting to see what we'll do and waiting to see who we will become. Because that door That's an opportunity for you to become a greater you as you go through it. And so regardless of whatever doors we go through, one thing will always remain the same. And that's His love for us and His desire for us to grow up in that same kind of love. Listen to what Jesus said to his first followers as he was getting ready to send them out to carry this message of hope and rescue to the world. In John 13, Jesus says this. says, So now I am giving you a new commandment. Love each other. Just as I have loved you, you should love each other. And your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. See, I think one of the greatest things we will ever come to know is just how much we are loved. Because it's in being loved by Jesus that we find our identity. And we we find our security, we find our strength, we find our power. It's in His love that we discover our purpose as we go through life. Because every new door is an opportunity to love like we've been loved. So here's a crazy thought. (laughs) What if COVID-19 is an opportunity? What if this pandemic that we're all caught up in is an opportunity for us to step up and step into new growth? Like in the midst of the fear and the isolation and the struggle and the thought of another month of having to shelter in place. Jesus is opening doors all around us. So what are some of those doors that he's opening for you right now in this season? Because things like kindness haven't been canceled. Love and charity, those haven't been canceled. Looking out for each other, that's not been canceled learning how to love the people we're locked in with, that hasn't been canceled. And I think if we can see this as an opportunity, if we can see this time as our open door, then this next month goes from being something we have to endure or somehow survive to being our time to shine, to thrive, to grow as we look for ways to love like we've been loved. Here's something that Paul writes, again, one of the early Christian leaders to some of the first Christians, because again, of the the work that God had done in his story and his own life, he writes these words to challenge the thinking of some of the Christians in their day that I think we need to grab hold of this challenge. And he says, don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble 
thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. And what was his attitude? It was one of love, a sacrificial love toward us. And so Paul's reminding us, don't forget who you are now. You're meant to be like him. And so what could those things look like? What does it look like to look not only to your own interests, but in love to look to the benefit of another person? Maybe it's intentionally making some phone calls this week because there's people that you know that feel lonely and and you feel lonely too, but say, you know what, I'm going to choose to love them despite how I feel and I'm going to reach out to people that are feeling lonely right now. Maybe it's choosing to get online and post some hope in the midst of all the fear and the confusion. Just just post good things for people to see and and grab onto so they know that they're they're walking through this with a whole world of people with like the, like them trying to figure it out too. Maybe it's sharing some of the supplies you have. I don't know, this is pretty valuable right now. This is like top dollar commodity. Maybe you'd be willing to share some of your stash with people who have needs right now. Or maybe it means that you're going to go foraging for someone who can't get out because they're in a vulnerable place. And you're going to raise your hand and say, I'll go get some supplies for you. That's just what we can do right now. But there's all sorts of things that as you get creative and think about it that he's going to open doors for you to step into. And so here's something I want you to think about as you try to consider some of the opportunities that are in front of you in the season, even while we're in lockdown. Here's a question to ask yourself. What would someone who is fully, completely, radically loved by Jesus do? Ask yourself that question. Ask yourself that question every day. What would somebody who is radically, fully, completely loved by Jesus do? And then do it. Whatever that is, do it. Because that is who you are. You are fully, completely, radically loved by Jesus. So charge those doors. Become who you've been created to be and make a difference in this world. And so New Life, we're in this with you. And I just want to encourage you to hang on, keep going, step into new opportunities, even though we're all in lockdown right now. Go for it. So be safe, be brave, and be for others. Because this is not a time for us to shrink back. This is our time to shine. And so may God bless you and keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you and give you peace. That promise of peace that surpasses our ability to understand, but we know we're okay and we know we can keep going. I love you. We'll see you later. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed this week's message. You can find more information about New Life, including contact information, at newlifepetaluma.org. Thanks for listening.